0: Welcome to Executive Business Commentary. I'm Dan Daly, and I'm also the publisher of the Director's Letter and Executive Insight Videos. I'm going to ask your indulgence today because I'd like to discuss with you a white paper that we have written over the last several days. And frankly, if I do it from memory, uh, I'm going to screw it up. So uh, please stay with me. I'm going to read it, uh, but I think it is an important paper, and we want to get the message across to you accurately and completely. So the white paper is titled, and now Ukraine. For members of the board and senior management, this is a game changer. While COVID remains as an ongoing challenge as it relates to masks, vaccinations, and returning to work, the crisis in Ukraine is vastly different. Simply stated, the question and your decision is, will your company continue doing business with Russia? Yes or no? Realistically, there are few nuances and little flexibility related to making this decision. The time, however, is now, and the world is watching. In terms of background, in recent weeks, Russia, led by President Vladimir Putin, has invaded the sovereign entity of Ukraine without provocation. His stated justification for this action is to protect Russians living in Ukraine and the citizens of of Ukraine from various internal conspiracies, including Nazism. Putin is a dictator. He's skilled in aggression. He's skilled in terrorism. He is not our friend. Russia in this case is the antagonist, and Russia in this case is the aggressor against a peaceful nation, Ukraine. Putin's goals appear to be to take over Ukraine and rebuild the former Soviet Union. Ukraine will also provide him with a physical buffer against neighboring NATO countries, as well as function as a strong economic contributor, especially as it relates to the South and the Black Sea ports. Ukraine is the current target in a series of Putin military endeavors. In recent years, these would include the physical and military annexation of Crimea in 2014 and the eight-year war with Russian troops supporting rebel troops in a takeover of two Ukrainian eastern provinces, Donetsk and Luthansk. Putin now declares these people republics. There are over 100,000 fully equipped Russian troops surrounding and now within Ukraine. They are supplied with armored vehicles and supported by jet aircraft. Stated military targets now have expanded to include civilian residences and facilities. The death toll of civilians is climbing and the exodus from the country now numbers over two million refugees. Despite the valiant defensive effort of Ukrainian forces, the humanitarian crisis continues to grow with shortages of food, water, health care and safe locations. Foreign media within Ukraine has been able to document the carnage daily, sending these visions worldwide. Within Russia, it appears just the opposite is taking place. Any independent or outside media source is being closed. At the same time, any Russian street protests result in aggressive arrests. Surrounding the country within the NATO PAC, including the U.S., have been supplying a substantial number of anti-tank and anti-aircraft weapons, primarily through neighboring Poland. This is a task that will only become more difficult with time. Today, there are minimal challenges to Russian aircraft from the ground by air missiles. These essentially give the Russian aircraft unlimited access to targets on the ground. Talk of NATO providing a no-fly zone over Ukraine appears to be a non-starter. It is felt that this action would be a direct action of war between Russia and the NATO countries. However, there is a remote possibility that Russian aircraft, now belonging to Poland, could be provided to Ukraine and replaced by U.S. aircraft. This would eliminate any lengthy pilot training related to the use of U.S. aircraft. While diplomacy continues, the clock is ticking at a rapid rate while a suffering and death toll climbs. Current assessment. Ukrainian forces, including civilian, are fighting valiantly and and incurring some success, especially against Russian ground forces. The Russian forces appear to be disorganized and undisciplined, but their massive numbers of men and equipment will continue to present a significant and ever-increasing threat. As in any combat situation, each day brings harsher tactics and less concern for civilian casualties from the Russian leaders. From a corporate standpoint, your corporate standpoint. For the American leaders of global companies, the last several years have been incredibly demanding with challenges of COVID, supply chains, inflation, ESG and compliance. Realistically, corporate leadership and, offer, and often your entire workforce is weary. And now, Ukraine. Regardless, this is the time for the board chair or lead director to take stock of each of their members and for the CEO to look at each of his or her senior managers. In this crisis, can they provide the advice and counsel for these tough decisions? The questions to be asked are basic. What is the mission of your company? What is the culture in which it operates? Are you driven primarily by the bottom line, or are you driven by the goal of minimizing risk? Who are your stakeholders, and to whom do you believe you are responsible? These are all tough questions without simple answers. What action should you take? Hundreds of companies, large and small, have already made the decision that the most significant impact they can have on this crisis is to immediately curtail any relationship with Russia. This can be as a supplier, as a purchaser, or a source of financing. Your corporate action could be costly to you. It could result in, one, a significant loss of revenue, two, put capital and physical investment in jeopardy, Three, entail the write-off or sale of a Russian equity position. The loss of billions, not millions of dollars, is possible. On the positive side, however, morally, economically, and politically, the yield from this global corporate action can be twofold. Economically, it can quickly and significantly impact Russia's flexibility and funding, specifically cash available. Second, it can send a strong message how serious the global business community is regarding the wrongness of Russia's action. Putin understands cash flow, and Putin responds to strength. To Putin, a never-ending debate and waffling are simply signs of weakness and present a green light for him to act. As leaders, you must balance between doing what is morally right and the sustainability of your company. Although they may not vote in your decision, you should consider input from your employees, your customers, your suppliers, your bankers, and most definitely your investors. You must assess your team relative to being able to effectively assess risk management, do data analysis, and develop appropriate models. Adding to this is the rapidly ticking clock and public scrutiny. There will be global impacts to various degrees on your company at home, which participate in any of this action. There will be sacrifices. Other considerations, possibly in the future, many may question the wiseness of your decision. While you may seek input from other sources, keep in mind the final decision will be made primarily by a handful of leaders, specifically the Board of Directors and the CEO. No voting abstentions. Few, if any of us, have made this type and level of decision. It can well impact the life and death of thousands of people, as well as impact future events related to ongoing global peace and security. Ongoing global peace and security. Do you think Putin will stop at Ukraine? Why not move on to nearby Poland next? Old Soviet members such as Tini Moldova might be more convenient. Or What about Estonia, Latvia or Lithuania? Will a fear of NATO limit Putin's response? Who knows? Meanwhile, President Xi of China will certainly reflect on the world's reaction to Ukraine when he thinks about Taiwan. He states publicly that he considers Taiwan to be Chinese territory. Taiwan Taiwan also happens to be the world's most important source of semiconductors. There are global realities that we face today, and those global realities are not just $5 a gallon gasoline. Regardless of the difficulties, regardless of the challenges, your tough corporate decisions must be made, and those tough decisions must be made soon. Where will you be counted? I wish you Godspeed. We do not make our comments casually, nor do we apply a level of related experience. We simply want to be proud to be Americans, and all that implies. For your reference, I would refer you to Professor Jeffrey Sonnefield of the Yale School of Management. He maintains an ongoing list of what companies are ceasing doing business with Russia and what are still maintaining relationships with Russia. Worthwhile your reference. Thank you very much. Again, I apologize for reading it, but I think it was critically important, and I hope you found your time listening to this worthwhile. Again, thank you very much.